Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast, a show dedicated to the crazy world of mixed martial arts. Join your hosts, Laurel, Ty, and Jordan, as they break down all the latest and biggest news and bouts. This is the one podcast that will never let the fight go to the judges. Live from your favorite podcast listening device, it's time I need to say something listen to me I hope every one of you behind the screens on this arena can feel this level of happiness just one time in your life I hope all of you can feel how fucking happy I am just one time in your life but guess what you never feel this level of happiness if you don't go for something in your own life when they knock you down when they try and shit on you when they talk shit about you and they try to put their foot on your neck if you stay down you will never ever get that resolve fortify your mind and feel this level of happiness as you rise one time in your life but i'm blessed to be able to feel this shit Again and again and again and again and again. Listening to that post-fight speech made me want to run through a wall like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> uh, I guy. think it was even better. It was even better in the arena. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, because you were there. Yep. Awesome. But hello, FKTC crew. We are back with another episode of the Front Kicks and Throw Curls podcast. This episode is brought to you by Exercising Your Demons, because that is exactly what Israel Asanya was able to do with Saturday night and finally slay the beast that is Alex Perea. This is absolutely proving everyone wrong that night. Oh, Thank yeah. <laughs> this, I, I will always remember where I was and the point of like the vision i had going straight down watching Pereira's head bounce off the canvas the, <laughs> and the noise it made echoing around the arena will always haunt me that, <laughs> that was just that noise was so loud it did it sounded pretty loud i was really worried because it looked like Perea was gonna just continue like hitting him and then just out of nowhere like, I'm like, oh, gosh, this is over. Like, the ref's going to stop. And all of a sudden, like, I see his head go back. I'm like, what's going on here? And then next second, he's on the ground. Like, yo, he actually did that. Yeah, no, it was uh, devastating watching that. Just right there. Really, really <laughs> bad. Crazy. I like it. I mean... In a nice way. <laughs> well, it was exciting. It was exciting. Well, I thought it was way. just going to be like five rounds of leg leg kicks. So, mm -hmm. but it yeah, wasn't. I think I, mm -hmm. I think Izzy actually even won that first round too. So it's like, oh, like looks like he's worked on some things and helped a little bit. I think, like you said, Leroy, I think the leg kicks actually really helped him out a lot. Yeah, yeah. But we are back. It is Laurel, it is Ty, it is Jordan. Jordan, I must ask you, how was experiencing UFC 287? 
It was, I mean, it was such a great card. The main card was so good. Some of the prelims were all right, but I mean, the main card did not disappoint, even though every single one of my predictions, I think, went the other way. Uh, <laughs> it was still good. It was still good. Every single fight was good. Um, from the main event to Rosa's fighting like he was an 18-year-old to Holland to just everyone. Everyone, the, the Rob Font knockout was crazy. I did not see that coming at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, from where I was standing, either like Font was, you know, getting damaged a lot by Yanez. His mm-hmm. face looked like he was like five-round war already. It was only the first round. And he just came in with that knockout. And then uh, now I can say I am one of the very few people that saw Maslow's last fight in person, which mm-hmm. I love to, to say. Uh, in the first round, he, you know, I'll, I'll talk about it, but in the first round, he looked like himself a bit, but you can tell, you know, fighting 52 times in your career, you know, fights do catch up to you, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll definitely come back to our picks because I can. All right. Now, remind me one more time. Um, I know we'll talk about this earlier because Ponzinibbio lost to Kevin <laughs> Holland. Does that mean it's um, it's a no contest for you two and I take the loss? <laughs> I think that's how it went. Yeah, because I switched. Cool. Yeah, I think because I, I switched it. Like I was like, oh, I pick Kevin Helen. Oh wait, no, no, maybe Ponzinibbio. Like, uh, I I thought I should have stuck with. I should have stuck with Holland. I, I'm the, I'm the real winter winner of this fight, this fight <laughs> card. Yeah, because you were the only one that picked Izzy, right? Right. <laughs> yep. Um. All right, George, we got some catching up to do. <laughs> um but we're glad for all you that are here um our rundown is gonna be pretty simple we have the 287 recap we have our main picks for main card picks for ufc kansas city and then we're going to talk about two fights that have been announced over the last half a week Mm -hmm. yeah there's one that was announced saturday night and there was one that was just announced today actually um that actually doesn't involve UFC. And so with that being said, for 287, how are we grading this? Oh, don't do not do that. Don't do that. I saw well, that. I was just, you know, switching my hat. <laughs> because, uh, you know, this team here, you know, won a series today, two to one. Yeah, for the <laughs> listeners that aren't, that for obviously for listeners because they can't see it. Uh, Jordan Jordan is a Miami Marlins fan. I'm a Philadelphia Phillies fan. Uh, the Marlins just took it two to one over the first series of the season. So, yeah, I was just fixing my hat. That's all. <laughs> and I need to like, well, actually, I won't take this shirt off because I want to ruin a perfectly good shirt. So, <laughs> but I would grade UFC 287 because I am extremely biased because I went to the, the event. I would give it an A, but at least from talking to other people that were not at the arena, they they told me that it, like, it seemed like a historical event, like it felt different than other pay-per-views, which mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear. Uh, but yeah, I'll give it an A. Nice. Yeah, I'd go A-. minus. 
Well, actually, I should go A because Izzy won, but I'll give it an A minus. <laughs> I'm also going to give it an A minus. Um, I mean, the card as a whole, I I think what kind of prevented me from going from an A minus to an A was the prelims because there was a lot of fights that were yeah. not as entertaining. Um, but there were some other good, there were some pretty solid ones on the prelims, but the main, I think the main cards kind of really where it all stuck. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it's kind of rare that we have a good main card, but an okay prelim. Usually it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, before we get into our, the main card recap, I'm trying to remember so the fights that we, the fights of the fighter that we each looked at. So we'll start with Laurel. Refresh my memory. What fighter or fight were you looking f- the most forward to? I think I picked the um, Pereira Adesanya fight. Okay. Yeah. So we, so we can cover that in just a little bit. How about you, Jordan? I think mine was, you know, the most obvious one. And that was the now oh, yeah. retired UFC Mm-hmm. fighter Jorge Masvidal okay um so mine was if I oh yeah I wrote it down uh was the Michelle Waterson Gomez versus Louis Luiana Pinera fight um for those listening and for you too luckily we talked about this earlier my internet decided to go kaputs right before I think it was right before um Right before the Loopy Godne, uh, the Loopy versus um, Cynthia Calvillo fight, and I was like, "Oh!" So I spent like a good amount, maybe an hour, hour and a half, trying to get it back. And so the fight that I picked was actually the fight that was the first one I was able to watch when my internet finally came back, which was Michelle Waterson Gomez and Luiana Pinero, which Pinero won via split decision. Now, Jordan, being there, did you agree with the decision? I did not. You thought Waterson won that fight? Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, I don't know if I was influenced because of the audience and it being favored towards uh, Waterson, but I just thought she did better. thought she was more active. I just thought, I, I mean, from the whole three rounds, just looking at it, I just thought she did more. Mm-hmm. Get your jits on? Yeah, I was kind of torn. I was, well, I guess I'm never surprised anymore um, who the the judges decide, but I thought what Michelle didn't did enough. Okay. Or or, I, or what? Or more. more I, I thought she was busier, landed more significant strikes, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. I think I think the third round I felt kind of solidified it for Waterson. Um yeah. I don't know. Um here, I'm gonna actually look at the stats real quick while I'm thinking about it. Um here we go. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Um oh, that's where I want to go. Oh, um oh here we go. Okay. So looking at the the stats between these two, 
So yeah, Michelle Waterson landed 40 total strikes to Pinero's 48. And Michelle Waterson had 61 significant strikes to Pinero's 44. Um, wasn't a whole lot of difference. There was Pinero has had a little bit more ground control time. Um Waterson had the one takedown that in the third round that helped her out. But looking at the stats, like if you were to look at it just by stats alone, you'd probably say Waterson won that fight. But I wonder if it was because I wonder if they thought that Pinero landed the more damaging strikes, but I could be wrong. Um, it'd be it's a fight that definitely I'll have to go back and look at. But looking at everything and from what I was able to see, I did feel that uh, Michelle should have won that fight. Yeah, I, mean, I kind of just have the same thing as you. Like the only way you would give it to her is by damage, but I wouldn't say that damage was even there. Like it was, I, I think like damage is like very. It's different for every single type of fighter. Like subjective, it's subjective. There you go, subjective. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Subjective. Yeah. Um. All right, so then we can get right into the main card. Um, we'll start off with the hype train being derailed as Christian Rodriguez defeated Raul Rosas Jr. via unanimous decision, 28, tw- sorry, 29-28 across the board. Yeah, the uh, I can tell you what, the fans in the arena were not happy with uh, Rosas Jr. Uh, competing the way he did. But, I mean, mm-hmm. he just looked like an 18-year-old fighting against a 25-year-old. So, there's really not much to it besides that. Uh, I think Christian Rodriguez were, was getting a little bit of disrespect going into the fight just because how much hype this kid had. And, and then missing weight was also a big part of it. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I think Christian Rodriguez is a very well-rounded fighter, and uh, I think he's going to have a next uh, – fight his next fight is going to be really big i agree what do you think of it get your jits on uh i just kind of felt like i mean i had picked rosas to win um but at the same time um i think that rodriguez improved his versatility um with just through experience and in training and just rosas looked like he was just going to rely on his jujitsu and it clearly didn't work out yep. i mean that and he exhausted himself in the first round just trying to 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 hang on to his takedowns when he should have let go stood back up and 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 work something different. It just seems like he didn't have any other game plan besides I'm just going to get a takedown and try and win that way. <laughs> <laughs> he he has uh, to develop the striking. He has to. Yeah, that was actually something I did notice in that fight. Like you can tell he was very gassed because he kept, and that that's the bad thing about being a one-dimensional fighter is that if you're just going to keep going and going going like for takedowns or if you're just con- continuously strike like they're going to catch up on that and for- fortunately for Christian Rodriguez he was able to pick up on what Raul Rose's uh game plan was 
by pretty much him seeing him in only one UFC fight, like one real UFC fight. Mm-hmm. And so I'd agree, like he really needs to work on that striking because it, you can't rely on the takedown so much to the point where you're going to lose that. Oh, wait, I can't take this guy down. I need to switch things up. And I think him like pressing, pressing forward with that uh, takedown and those grappling exchanges, like it takes a, it may wear out some fighters when they're getting constantly pressured like that. But if you're constantly failing to take down and push up against the cage, you're tiring your own self out. Yeah, I agree. He, I actually like what Sean O'Malley said that maybe he should take like a, a year or two off and just focus on just getting better. Yeah. Just being in the gym every day yeah. and just getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah, he was unprepared. Mm-hmm. I just think when it comes to when he tried to execute his game plan, like, oh, it's not working. Like, oh, oh, what do I do now? Like, there's not much I can do. I just have to keep doing the same thing. Like, Mm-hmm. Well, like try to do something different don't, you don't have to keep pushing forward and I think yeah I would agree with Sean O'Malley like take the year or two off focus on your striking that way you can come better as a more and plus he's only 18 like he still has pretty much his whole career ahead of him so come yeah. back in the octagon when you're like 20 21 years old then if you and you're not only you're older but you're more experienced and so that would possibly work even better yep where was his corner in all of this? Did they, I don't remember, but usually they jump to somebody's corner to hear what they're, they're coaching. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear much from Raul Rose's juniors corner at all. Um, it seemed like they were, and I don't think they really did a whole lot of corner conversations for most of the fights, honestly. Um, I mean, only being three rounds, you can only listen to Raul's corner once. And who knows, they probably could have uh, talked to him in that first round, like, oh, he's doing okay, like, you're doing good, you're doing good. But I'd love to hear what, as the fight went on, like, what they really thought. Um, because if they had talked to, if they focused more on Christian Rodriguez's corner in that second round, like, oh, I'm not going to know what the coaches are saying on how Raul Rosas Jr. can improve. Yeah. Hmm. Well. He'll be back. He'll be back. No worries about that. <laughs> Maybe All two right. more times, but he'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Three strikes and you're out. <laughs> well, I, I mean, unless you have it in with the UFC where you can get nine strikes and you're out. You can get, you can get pretty much a whole inning of baseball before you're out. <laughs> yes, indeed. Eyes down. Eyes down right now. Um, but anyways, um, I jinx everyone with this next one with Kevin Holland defeating Santiago Ponzinibbio. Jeez, man, of all the people for <laughs> Kevin Holland to beat, seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew I knew it was a loss as soon as I stepped into the arena. <laughs> Just because of time. Yep. Just He's so unpredictable. Coverage. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah, I think it was just like the unpredictability of Kevin Holland. I'm like, um, like he just got he got beaten up pretty badly by Hamza Chimaev in one round, and then Stephen Thompson slowly broke him down 
in the his last fight it's like oh like this oh this isn't gonna be fun but apparently like it seemed like it was pretty even through the first two rounds and then all of a sudden kevin holland just launched a punch that put santiago Ponzinibbio in the face down butt up position and like there was no coming back from that so first head first into the canvas yep <laughs> yikes and then him asking the ref hey that was an early stoppage is all you need to know right not know where he was at <laughs> yeah like well obviously when you're when you fall flat without even trying to like recover your trying to recover and i think and i saw in the replay um when he got punched like the, his eyes rolled in the back of his head I'm like yeah dude you're you're out on early, yeah you're out like it's not an early stoppage just accept the loss and move on kevin holland gotcha well i wonder what's next for kevin holland maybe they fight with randy brown i think that would be a good fight I like that. I felt no. Oh wait, no. I'm thinking of someone else. I'm thinking of um. Oh, who is it? Not Randy Brown, but um. Did he fight Jeff Neal at some point, Kevin Holland, or am I thinking of someone else? No, I think he did. Wasn't that last year? It might have been. I'm actually gonna look real quick. Jeff Neal fought oh. Neil Magny. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of, Neil Magny. Uh, see, Kevin Holland. Who are your last opponents? Uh, oh, maybe. Oh, no, not Tim Means. Uh, oh no, no, they they haven't fought yet. Yeah. So I yeah I'm think I think I am thinking of Neil Magny. But uh, Kevin Holland hasn't fought Neil Magny either. So. Um. So I think they're like fourteen and fifteen ranked if i'm not mistaken yeah i don't even know what you could what you could do with kevin holland at this point no, oh actually that one like jack he fights at welterweight right yep that should be that would be a fun one honestly that that would be a lot of fun that should be the next fight there you go Put the promoter hat on, but don't show it. Show it to me, please. Don't show it to me. I put my promoter hat on. Oh darn it! Can I just say that Kevin Holland's hair did not disappoint? Hmm? No, you. I, I'd say that. <laughs> Which really is what I was looking forward to in that fight. <laughs> <laughs> what hairstyle will he have now? I'm like no. <laughs> he's got. He always has a different one. Oh yeah. But yeah, let's do um Ponzinibbio. I don't know what to do with him now because he I think that was his first fight in a year, year and a half, I think. And so be interesting to see what they do with him there. Um I can't maybe have him fight Randy Brown if they mm. haven't fought yet. Yeah, he's in an interesting uh position. Oh yeah. I feel like a lot of the Walter division is an interesting position. Yeah. Um, oh, I almost went to the wrong fight. Um, this next one kind of 
broke my heart a little bit. Um, Rob Font defeating Adrian Yanez, the otherwise okay. known as the mini game bread. Um, but I think who is what's his nickname? Yanez. Yanez. Uh, why can't I remember what his name is? We're like zombies today. I know, right? I'm like, even think. have a nickname. I thought he did. That's why I'm like thinking, trying to think about it. I'm like, I know for sure he had a nickname. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, oh, I, he, he doesn't does. have a nickname. Oh, he doesn't. Oh, mm-hmm. you don't. Th- I think I'm thinking of someone else. That's why. Um, but I mean, either way. Like that fight was going really well. Like they were both were exchanging blow for blow, and then all of a sudden, Font just caught him, and I was like, "No!" <laughs> I mean, I, I I mean, I don't mind Rob Font, but I'm like, "No, Timber." Yeah, it's Timber indeed. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, it was a good fight until the ending, at least for my pick, because I picked Yana's. Yeah. Um, but man, I mean, they—I mean, the pace in which they fought was ridiculous. The pace Incredible. was so quick, and I mean, you knew that was not going to go three rounds the way they were fighting. Mm-mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I did think Giannis, even though he still got knocked out and lost, I still thought he looked good. Um, I mean, Rob Font—I I did mention it here. I, I was afraid of that pressure and that jab. He's so good with his jab. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I think this was actually big for Giannis and and him, you know, maturing to a fighter. I think mm-hmm. this gonna make him better. I think this was his first fight under Eves Edwards too, so he's gonna learn under him and get better. Uh, hopefully, he adds, you know, that kicking element into his game, like I mentioned before too. So mm-hmm. I think this is just gonna make him better. Um, and so, what's next for him? I would give him the loser of this weekend's fight. Between Pedro Munoz and Chris uh, Gutierrez, if I'm saying Gutierrez? that, correctly. yeah, Gutierrez. yeah, I'll give him the loser of that fight. I think because mm. I think it would match up well if he were to fight Pedro Munoz. Uh, Pedro Munoz. So, oh yeah, I think I would give him the loser of that. I agree with that. But you, Laurel. I thought it was a good fight. A little disappointed that Adrian Yanez lost, but mm-hmm. I mean, good fight. I would have loved to see it go three rounds, all three yeah. rounds. <laughs> That's just me. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Adrian Yanez, did you guys see what um, Tony Kelly posted on Instagram? I'm not on Instagram, on Twitter, like after the fights or yeah, after that fight specifically? Unfortunately, um, you didn't see it, Laurel. I did not. All right, guess we're gonna pull this up. Um, so if you remember, Adrian Yanez was the guy that knocked Tony Kelly out, not only out, but knocked him out of the UFC as well, um, because he was cut shortly after that fight. Um, and so Let's just say that Adrian Yanez lives rent-free in Tony Kelly's head. And <laughs> see if I can find it. Actually, I don't think it was that far away. Oh, yeah, here we go. Let's see. Well, this 
screenshot here. Oh, okay, let's make sure. Okay. Well, hold on, it's loading. Give it a second. There we go. Tim playing the guitar. Yeah, because <laughs> I think that's what um, Yanez did to him after he knocked him out. Um, but everyone actually, I think, went into, um, like, you can see some of the comments here. Uh, oh, there's a, <laughs> wait, that's not one. Oh, yeah, the, this <laughs> How long does it take to get shredded? That dude yeah. was a fucking zombie. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, no, this one right here is my favorite. This you and him getting knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> and then, let's see. I don't know what that one's about. Um, I'm just going to leave this here. <laughs> just a whole bunch of great memes. Yeah. Oh yeah, there were there were quite a few good ones here, mm -hmm. and someone yet posted this one getting TKO'd. Um, <laughs> bro, where are you looking? Yanez is behind you. <laughs> oh yeah, here's the here's the original one. I mean, he is in a guitar pose, like it was kind of perfect. Oh yeah. Uh oh, actually, this is a better one. Yep, there it is. <laughs> So yeah, that's um, apparently everyone came to Yana's defense, myself included. I think I tweeted something along the lines of, "Tell me you tell me tell me someone lives rent free in your head without telling me someone lives rent free in your head." Yep. And the dude doesn't even have a job right now, so I don't know what he's complaining about. Or. I know here let me let me pose this question to the both of you what are your thoughts on fighters relishing in the loss of their opponents when they weren't the ones that caused that loss just uh i think it's a bunch of stupi stupidity wanting attention mm -hmm. that's the best way you can phrase it yeah Cringe. <laughs> That's it's actually cringe. that was the word I was thinking about. Cringe. Yeah. Like okay, you want to be like that? Sure, go for it. Um. So, I'll let you cover this one, Jordan. We're at the co-main events of twenty seven. I know your heart probably has to be breaking a little bit. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I would be lying if I wasn't if I say I wasn't emotional after the, after the fight when he announced his retirement. Um, but mm -hmm. I I was glad, you know, he did it on his terms. You know, a lot of fighters when they retire, they don't do it on their own terms. You know, it's usually you know they keep fighting and then they keep hurting themselves, knowing that they don't have it, right. and you know, they put them through that pain and all that. You know, he knew it in that training camp that this was going to be his last fight, even if he had one. By a knockout, he even said that he was still retired. Um, mm -hmm. It was even sweeter that he did it in his backyard or in our backyard. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like he looked like he he looked good in the first round. He outstruck him. I I personally thought he won the first round. You don't win a round by taking someone down five seconds before the bell rings. You don't win the round like that. You're That's right. personally my opinion, and I'm not saying that because it's just my, it's it's him getting taken down. That goes for anybody. If you take someone down mm -hmm. with five seconds left, it doesn't win you the round. It just doesn't. Right. 
But yeah, he he outstruck him in the first round. He even outstruck him in the second round. And that's when he, he, he got him taken down twice. But you can tell he just not only do I hold him to a different standards, but other people do. Even though he outstruck him, you still want, you know, he usually brings that violence. He's just not as quick as he once was. He's not explosive as and, and it showed and he knew it. You know, I, I saw his interview with Hawani. He said that you know he would see the punches come his way, but his mind tell his mind is telling him one thing, but his body is not doing what he wants it to do. And it, it was sad hearing that, but it's just the truth. It's he still has it mentally, he's just physically he, he you know, 52 professional fights is gonna take a toll on you and your body. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm just glad he went out his way. He didn't take a lot of damage in his fights. Not like he got severely hurt. You know, right. he still had one last fight in front of everybody, in front of his family and everybody. I liked, I love that his kids were there. You know, we never saw his kids. Mm. He finally brought them yeah. out. And, uh, you know, it was, it was just a, a sweet moment of the crowd. I would tell you, when that Scarface song came out, that place went mm. berserk. It was, and mm-hmm. I have the whole thing recorded on my phone. I'll forever have that. It was amazing, uh, you know, him t- uh, saying after, you know, he doesn't have that three-point shot anymore, like a basketball player or that rifle, like a quarterback. It's, it's just true. You know, he doesn't have it no more, and I'm glad he retired. Mm-hmm. But I would well, say. I, I'm glad I'm you got to be there for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I'm one of the 19,000 people that can say that I saw his last fight. So, <laughs> cool. Very nice. Now, what do you think? What do you think, Coral? Um, well, obviously, I wasn't there in person because Nebraska, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think that he, even though he lost, I was really wanting him to, to win that fight, but, I think like everything Jorge does is just is um, he does his best. And even though his best wasn't good enough, he, you know, he, in my mind, he didn't leave a loser. Mm-hmm. He never does. He's always just been respectful and worked his butt off. And, you know, I hope he enjoys his retirement. Mm-hmm. so as the all for all forever not like gilbert burns now because of it <laughs> understandable <laughs> kidding so now that Jorge masful has his own boxing promotion and i was just thinking think on this i think i heard this somewhere too um do you think jordan that Jorge Masvidal could uh, lace up some boxing gloves and fight in his own promotion. I mean, I I, I did hear that from Hawani asking him, but I I don't I don't think so. Because the way he was describing that, you know, he would always he always loves the sport, you know, and just fighting in general. But him saying that he can see the punches coming, but he can't react quick enough. It just tells you that he you know he doesn't he he's not what he once was especially defensively he he rarely got hit when he was in his prime like he was very good defensively now he's getting hit more than he likes 
I, I don't think he will see him in the boxing ring. I mean, unless something absurd happens, me personally, I, I don't want to see him fight. I think that was the perfect ending for him in Miami, mm-hmm. from his family, in front of everybody. I think you have to leave it like that. I wouldn't want him being forced to take a boxing match or anything like that. I, don't, I think he's too big for that. I, but mm-hmm. I would like for to see him like. I think he's too smart, um, not to you know still be involved with MMA. So at least like some type of like role like every once in a while like on pay per view like what DP did, in the Miami mm-hmm. card like something like that. Because I mean he does have a great mind, for uh, fighting. And uh, he's very, very smart. And uh, I do think that, you know, he, he's going to have a great, you know, afterlife, after fighting. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so now we've got, we've come to our final fight of the night, which I'll let you start off with, Laurel, which is Izzy Adesanya defeating Alex Perea, finally slaying the demon. I thought it was going to be a kick fest until it wasn't. <laughs> and then my face smiled. It was one of the few times I smiled this weekend. Oh, I'm really, <laughs> <don't know. laughs> um, I'm really happy for Izzy though. Um, I was a little bit surprised because I was a little bit nervous about whether or not he could pull it off. But I really think that in typical Izzy fashion, he just kind of, he's either fucking around and finding out or um, he, it just takes so long for him to, to kind of map out how the fight or the trend of the fight. In, in what the other fighter's doing. But once he gets on it, he's nails. Enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Nice. That pop in the arena when he went down was something else. <laughs> Not as quite, I mean, actually, no, yeah, I would, I, it was louder than the Rose knockout when she knocked out Zhang Weili in Jacksonville. Yeah. I would say it was a lot with that. Um, man, just... You know, I was saying before his Pereira's head hitting the canvas like that, and the sound that echoed around that arena was—I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. But when I did see Pereira having Izzy against the cage, I thought it was gonna be uh, over for mm-hmm. Izzy, and then Izzy coming back with that counter. Just he—he he knew what he was going into, especially in that moment in that position. Because uh, he did come out with a video uh, today of him practicing and uh, drilling that moment. So mm. I'm assuming they watched some type of film. Whenever Pereira had, you know, somebody pressured against the cage and he's teeing off, he usually has his hands low. And that's mm-hmm. when Izzy had his counter. And it was, it was oh. perfectly executed. Interesting. I didn't thought about that. Um that's that's just um it's a lot to remember during a fight like you have to remember Mm -hmm. your game plan what you're doing your technique and all of that and then you have to be masterful at remembering certain key moments in in your training Mm -hmm. that your brain 
just once you see it, it pops into your head. Oh yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. It's mm-hmm. not easy. Mm-mm. No. And I think that's why, like as a fighter, like sometimes you just have to have a really good fight IQ mm-hmm. uh, to get that knowledge. Like you have to realize like, okay, I need to execute my game plan, but I also have to keep in mind what my opponent's doing and also to focus like, all right, maybe there's like certain situations where you can do this or where your opponent will do this. And that's when you can take advantage of the game plan that you've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. But it just goes to show that there's always a way out of a situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, you know, what separates John Jones from everybody else. Yeah. And yeah. is he slowly getting there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, I think with that Izzy knockout, I could have sworn sworn to you, I probably watched that knockout at least 10 to 15 times just so I can like actually analyze it and like realize like the excitement that he had when that shot landed. I was like, because I didn't see it initially because at first I thought like, oh, like the ref's over. And then all of a sudden he's like rocking back. I'm like, okay, I need to watch this back and see like what happened. Like I actually like went back, watched it in slow motion. Like, okay, so now I see. And Jordan, you actually were right. Like Perea, when he's like, throwing up against the cage his hands are down low and so that gave Izzy the perfect opportunity like once he found a shot after Izzy not after Izzy after Perea threw a shot it's like okay here we go boom hits him and then it's like whoa what is going on here mm-hmm. yeah it's just it was it was crazy how everything unfolded mm-hmm. during that quick little 10 second span of just once you think Pereira is gonna, you know, he has him against the the ropes. Oh, it's about to end, and then Izzy just comes back and just completely mm-hmm. ropes him. Yeah. Now I've got now thinking about this. I have a question for the both of you. Um, what do we do with Izzy now? Because apparently, I'm where there was uh, conflicting reports where they could do the trilogy, but Dana White is saying that. Um, Perez's next fight's probably going to be at 205. So if he does end up moving to 205, what do you do with Izzy in his first title defense of his second, um, his second acquirement of the belt? I mean, hi, I, I wrote about this. You should know. <laughs> I did write for I, I did write for Verdict though the uh, five fights to make next in the middleweight division. And uh, I do have uh, Izzy's next title fight being uh, Hamza Chmaev. Oh. And I will explain the reason why uh, I did write. And, you know, you can also catch this on Verdict if you want to read it. Uh, but I did put, you know, the next title fight at 185 should be at Asanya versus Chmaev. Uh, the champ has already wiped out the top five of the division and he needs new blood. Uh, Chimaev is the perfect fighter fighter for this uh, in this scenario. The permanent move to middleweight is one every fight fan is eager to see for Chimaev, and the timing couldn't be better. There's an argument to be made uh, to schedule the trilogy between Pereira and Izzy, and I wouldn't mind it because Pereira gave Izzy the rematch, and mm-hmm. Izzy, for some reason, is telling Pereira that he's going to move up to 205, like if he's his coach. Or something uh, that's <laughs> that whole thing and then 
I also Izzy after the fights, I understand his happiness, but you know, he keeps on saying, you know, I don't keep count, I settle them, or I don't keep score, I settle them. Well, the score is still 3-1, so I wouldn't go that far. But I do understand what you know he's saying. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad if they scheduled the trilogy, but I do think Chemaev is the one next. And I think that because I do think Pereira is gonna move up to 205. I think the weight cut is too brutal on him. And I do think if he goes up to 205, he would get the title shot immediately uh, against Jamal Hill. Um, so, yeah, I think it should be uh, Adesanya versus uh, Chamaev. And you have to think there's history for the 205 title because Jamal Hill was the guy that beat Wilbur Teixeira, who Teixeira is Perez's coach and training, right. I think his training partner as well. But I'd probably say more of coach than anything. So there's the something world- there for sure. Wouldn't the UFC want Pereira to fight Jamal Hill, potentially beat him, have the 205 belt, Adesanya still has the 185 belt, and you make a super fight? Mm-hmm. Yep. You can see that. So. All right. Can we just, though, take a moment to admire Izzy's resume? Yes. Yes. Thank you. So, (laughs) obviously, Pereira, and a loss to, in fairness, Cannoneer, Whitaker, Vittori, lost against Blankovic, or Blakovic, (laughs) yawn, (laughs) beat the humper, Holocausta, Romero, Whitaker, Gastelum, Silva, Brunson, Tavares, Vittori again, Wilkinson, Dare, Julliard, whatever, Gillard. Lost again to Pereira in, in wellness. But I mean, that's a legit resume mm-hmm. for wins. Yeah, because I think he's beaten... Whitaker twice, he's beaten mm-hmm. Vittori twice, beaten Paulo Costa, who was supposed to be like the feared middleweight of all of them, and Izzy just completely dismantled him. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, beat Anderson Silva, um, beat Derek Brunson, good fight against Gaslam, and there was, oh, and then, I mean, the OL fight wasn't as exciting as I thought it would be, but it's still like, like Yoel Romero was like a killer at 185. So, I mean, it's not like those guys were near retirement either. They're all in their prime. Yeah. Right. I just think that he's an amazing, amazing fighter. Oh, yeah. Clearly. You can, you can already argue that he's the best middleweight of all time. I just think mm. if he fights Chemayev and he beats Chemayev, there's no doubt. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. Wait, you you'd say he's even better than Anderson Silva? If he were to beat Chemayev, I think it would be no question about it. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. I guess what we'll, if they ha- if they make that fight and he beats Chemayev, I will be thoroughly impressed. He but can do it. I think he, I actually honestly think he can too. Um, 
I think the only thing that he'd have he should worry about with Shemaev is probably the wrestling portion of it. But we've seen him do pretty well, especially over the past couple fights when it comes to wrestling. Like he's done pretty well because we saw when he moved up to a five, he just could not stop Jan Blahovich when it came to takedowns. And that's what ended up costing him the double champ status. So I think he found that and worked on it and did so well up until the third Perea fight and then saw what need to work on for that one and just demolished Perea their fourth fight. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and for my other four fights in the middleweight division, uh, just real quick, I do have uh, Whitaker versus Paulo Costa uh, since they were supposed to fight in 284 and that didn't mm-hmm. take place. But yep. I am... Uh, or I, it's kind of out already, but it looks like Costa is going to be fighting Chimaev in Abu Dhabi as yeah. of right now, but nothing is really official. <laughs> Has it been a, was that announced or? or? Chael Sutton kind of alluded to it to Hawani, but we do have to think it is Chael Sutton. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Cannoneer versus Marvin Vittori. Then oh, I they're have... gonna fight again? No, these are fights I would make in the division. Oh, that you'd fight. So you'd have and the then... rematch between Vittori and Cannonier. Wait, no, wait. Wait. They have not fought. Oh no, so I'm sorry. I'm thinking Sean Strickland. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Go ahead. And then I would have Drake's Duplessis versus Sean Strickland. Oh, please then... let Duplessis win that one. And then my last one would be Roman Delice versus Calvin Gaslam. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good one. Hire this man. <laughs> put my, my my matchmaking hat on again. That's right. <laughs> man, um, the middleweight division is so stacked. I just love that weight division. Oh, yeah. Love it. Best weight division. But I think that covers everything from UFC 287. Um, so, Laurel, I think technically... All of us did really bad, but you did, I think, get the only win. I got the only win. And it happened to be the main event. So would you like to update our would you like to update the standings for us? Yeah, you don't have to say the record. You could just say, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I I am 19 and 18. And Jordan is Wait a minute. 14 and 23. And you are 18 and 20. So I'm not too far off. No. So I I still am enjoying a minor lead. (laughs) And keep that in mind for those who are listening. Uh, The pick between Holland and... The pick between Holland and... um, (laughs) Ponzinibbio doesn't count for Jordan Laurel. It only counts for me because I jinxed it. So, <laughs> correct. Damn you, <laughs> man. See, so if I had stuck with Holland, we would have been tied now. Right. So that's my own fault. But we have a new fight card, and it is seems like it'll be a pretty decent one. Um, UFC really? Kansas City. It seems I, like kind of, <laughs> kind of depends on how you look at it. Yeah, because you're on crack. 
<laughs> hey, I like the I like the main event. I'll give you that much. I thought um, you were gonna say you like crack. No. <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, uh the first fight is between Clay Guida and Rafa Garcia. Um, <sighs> not Clay Guida again. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> I'm just going to put it right out there. I'm going to say Rafa Garcia wins this fight. Really? Hmm. I'm not, and I'm not changing my pick this time. I'm sticking with Garcia. Interesting. Uh, would I, would I be next? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> well, I mean, it is funny because uh, for verdict this week, I am doing the main card predictions, uh, which I find, you know, kind of funny because how bad I am. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I will be sticking to, by the way, I noticed that I have picking, I've been picking different fighters here than what my verdict app says when I do it there. Uh, so I will be, uh, looking at the phone for my picks, uh, because my <laughs> verdict record is actually pretty good compared to this. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, for this one. I would be going with uh, Clay Guida for the win. Okay. I am also. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, he's, I'm just noting he's the betting underdog as well. Oh. I'm also going with Clay Guida because I don't see. I I don't want to be rude, but I don't I don't see a win for 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 Garcia on this one. His his record is uh spotty at best and when compared to clay who is up down up down up down eh, i just am going with the, the the guy that has a tendency to surprise me every once and once in a while actually every time so i'm going with clay guida as well you just say you're going with the guy with the most experience that too yeah. <laughs> all right so i'm the only one picking garcia oh wait no no i'm kidding i'm gonna stick with garcia i promise um i'm not not changing it i wrote it in pen today (laughs) no i'm not gonna i'm not changing my picks like all my picks are like in ink not changing so um next one is pedro munhos versus chris gutierrez um i'm gonna go chris gutierrez here I think it's going to be really closely fought. Um, I just think Gutierrez has more. I mean, Pedro Munoz is like, he's in that weird spot in his career where there's some left of his prime, but it looks like he's start. I mean, he's not starting to go down. I mean, he just fought Sean O'Malley to a no contest because he got his eye poked out by him. But I think it was honestly a fight that Munoz was winning until that eye poke happened but I wouldn't be surprised if Munoz pulls it off but I just think there's a lot more stock in Gutierrez than there is in Munoz so I'm going to go Gutierrez here I'll be going with Gutierrez as well um as much as I would like to see Munoz get back you know win I do think it's a bad matchup for him uh Gutierrez is you know, red hot as of late. Um, I think he's coming into this fight with a winning streak. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, I do think he gets the win. 
And then after this fight, I do with, do expect Munoz to fight Adrian Yanez. That would be my prediction as well. Nice. Why would he want to fight Adrian Yanez? He's going to get the shit kicked out of him. Well, <laughs> he probably doesn't want to, but he's going to have to. <laughs> it's like, well, if you want to stay, you got to fight this up and comer. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll fight Yanez. Unless he wants oh, to yeah. go to <laughs> Unless he wants to what? Unless he wants to go to the PFL. Send him to the PFL. (laughs) Oh, before you go, Laurel, um, speaking of PFL, guess who lost in the PFL over the week? Uh, I think it was the last two weeks ago or something like that. Aspen Lad. Aspen Lad. Aspen Lad. Yep, lost by split. Actually, I think because I did um I I did verdict for the PFL fights and I didn't even um I didn't score the rounds because I couldn't watch it in real time. Her fight against I can't remember who she fought, um, but I that was actually the one fight that actually got me the gold, rib the gold uh, are they called ribbons, Jordan? No. Oh no the um um. Yeah, no, yeah, but like a jujitsu belt, like the stripes and stuff. Oh, yeah, I mean, know that, but like they say, like there's just like little ribbon with like a little gold circle in the middle. Oh, like to see what top percentage you got in the yeah. board. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that fight again. Oh, she fought Olena Coley Cynic. And that was actually the only fight that actually, I think. Yeah, that's actually the only fight that I got down pat and actually. I think I put a lot of, well, I didn't put a lot of experience points on it, but she was like a huge underdog in that fight. And I was like, oh, like it's Aspen Lad, So I'm definitely picking her opponent. And that actually, I think helped me get into the top. I think it was like the top, top 25% for that night. So I was like, thank you, Aspen Lad, for losing in the exact method I think you'd lose. <laughs> she was probably on her period. Don't worry about it. Well, apparently she made weight for this from what I heard so oh really yeah <laughs> so funny so Jordan if I think I think we might have told you about this um we've have a little history with Aspen Ladd as far as missing fights constantly going over weight and then well missing weight I should say and then just not doing well yeah we call her our what was it? What was the exact term, Laurel? Oh no, I can't remember. <laughs> um, oh, um, habitual weight misser. <laughs> um, all right. Sorry, I didn't mean to put that off. So, who do you have for this fight between Munoz and Gutierrez? I had Gutierrez. Okay. So perfect three for three for Gutierrez. Pick someone else. <laughs> Me? <laughs> yeah, he's talking to you. <laughs> I can't because I don't believe Munoz is going to win. All right. How about this one for you all? Tanner Bowser versus Ian Kutalaba. Ah. <sighs> This is where I take a nap. This fight is where I nap. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't blame you, honestly. Yikes. 
for the record, I picked Chupacabra Kudalaba. Chupacabra. Chupacabra Kudalaba. Okay. Um, I don't know who's going to win. They both seem the same to me. Yeah. I think Kutzlaba is the favorite in this fight. Put me down for Tanner Bozer, please, and thank you. What? <laughs> Who are you picking, Ty? Oh, I thought Jordan was going to say some more about why he's picking Bozer. But <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually going to side with uh, Jordan. I'm going to pick Bozer as well. Oh, guys, you know how this ends up. <laughs> well, okay, so I'll give my reasons why. Um, Kutsalaba has, well, reason one, not a huge fan of him for many, 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 many reasons. Um, two, he's been very, uh, he's been really, what's the word? Susceptible to the knockout lately. You mean and susceptible? Yes, that's what I tried to say. I can't <laughs> pronounce word shit tonight. Um, English matters. English. I know English. It, it, here, here's me that wanted to be a English, um, a high school English teacher at one point in my life. My goodness. And I, I, I for the longest time, I had a problem pronouncing Massachusetts. I had the most difficult time with that state. I finally got it like a week ago. <laughs> That's how bad it's been. So I was like. When you want to, you want to go here. Like I just like, uh, I, I say either mass. I'm like, let's go to Boston or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think Bose Bowser has really good knockout power, and with Kutalaba just not doing well against knockout artists, especially in his last few fights. Um, because I think it was like Kennedy Kennedy Jockaway who completely flatlined him, or like was just like beating on him until the ref had to pull him off um, I think what's going to happen is I think it's going to definitely be a slow start and I think Bozer's going to find a punch that like connects and Kutlaba is going to crumble and he it's just going to be punch after punch after punch until the ref ends up pulling him off so I think Bozer's knockout power is a lot stronger than what Kutlaba either has or he used to have I like that. Yep. Um, next one will be fun. I, I think this one will be an interesting fight. Um, and you might tell me with the pronunciation for the other guy, but it's Justin Jacoby versus Azamat, Azmat, Azamat, Mirzakhanov. I hope I got that right. Hmm. I think it's as close as I'm going to be. So um, I'm going to go with. I mean, Asma is undefeated, I think, at 12-0. and 0. Um, But I think this fight against Jacoby is going to be his biggest test. And I, th I think it's going to be... This actually could be all the makings of Fight the... This would be all the makings of Fight the Night if Holloway and Ar um, Arnold Allen were on this card. Yeah. So I think, I think this fight will be really close. I'm going to go Justin Jacoby by a very, very close decision. I guess you're up. Me? Yeah. 
Oh, Jordan went bye bye. Yeah, Jordan went bye bye. Because <laughs> Jordan's gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, was like, oh, Jordan. I was like, he was frozen. I was, I was like, oh, are you going to make your pick? Like, oh, um, Jordan went bye bye. So he should be jumped up. Oh, here we go. Uh, Jordan went bye bye. <laughs> now he's, now he's, hi, hi. <laughs> He's like viciously shaking his head. I hate when this happens. I um originally leaned towards Jacoby to to win this fight. And I still should lean there, but I think Osmat has a real chance chance at this fight. Um, I think that he's got some great knockout power. Uh, I'm confused. <laughs> I mean, I kind of still have doubts though that he could pull it off against Jacoby. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm leaning towards Jacoby just because I think that um Cosmot if you look at his last couple fights or the and he's winning no doubt about it Devin Clark Chukwi Chukwai Tafan, who the hell comes up with these names? <laughs> Sheffle, Bakredin. English, it's not the English language. That's the thing. It's not the none of them are English, but at the same time, he just he doesn't have the resume that Dustin Jacoby does. Mm-hmm. And I that matters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, so that is awesome. My pick is is Dustin. All right, who do you so, have, Jordan? So Ty and Laurel is on Dustin Jacoby. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, for the sake of this episode, I will be on Asthma. Even though, if you do read my verdict predictions that will come out tomorrow it might say dustin jacoby but <laughs> i do my record needs to improve uh so i would be taking the undefeated fighter in this segment my goodness okay, okay. um all right so now we've got to the coming event which is between edson barboza and billy cord Quarantillo. i think i said that right or and yep, Quarantillo. This one was really di- this one was really difficult for me to pick, honestly. Terrible. I was like going back and forth for I would probably say because I, I wrote my notes last night and I had to say it took me like a good hour, hour and a half to like decide on who I was gonna pick. Because you have Barboza who really good striker. I mean, if if you don't know who Edson Barboza is, go watch some of his highlights. That's all I can say. And then you come back and tell me. Billy Quarantillo. 
I won't say up and down, but he's very like he's in a very interesting spot himself. Mm-hmm. Um, had some really had some really good fights. Some fights not so good. Um, this is definitely like the middle of the roads fight for both these fighters in a sense. Um, I think when it came down to it, though. I, I ultimately landed on Edson Barboza for this fight based on the experience, mostly. So that's why I'm going with Edson Barboza. I'm simply going with Edson Barboza because he's lost like his last five fights or something like that, something ridiculous like that. And wait a minute, before I say that, I should count them. One, two, lost the last two, one, two, and then lost, 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 all against formidable opponents. However, I feel like they, this, that the Barboza camp agreed to this matchup because they thought it might be an easier win. Interesting. So I picked Barboza. All right, I'll, I'll I'll be agreeing. I will be taking Barboza <laughs> with the crew. Um, you guys kind of laid it out kind of good. Do think uh Barboza is taking this matchup because he probably sees something in this fight that he can really you know pounce on and be very successful in. So I do think he wins. Yeah. Right. He needs a win. Yeah. Yeah. He needs a win. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. All right. So now we've got to our main events between Max Holloway and Arnold Allen. <clears throat> another hard, another very difficult one to pick. Um, I think Arnold Allen has all the tools to be a good fighter at featherweight. And he's shown it time and time again. I think he was he's the one that beat um oh who was it? Dan Hooker when he moved to flyweight, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not flyweight, featherweight. Featherweight. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know, Max Holloway, when he's fighting some at least lately, when he's fighting someone other than Alex Volkanovsky, he's a beast. And I think that continues. Um, I think this one's gonna be a lot closer than people are predicting um i don't think it's going to be clear cut um but i am going to go holloway and i think it's going to be a very close decision i think uh, laura is going to go on an island right <laughs> that's what i heard what's that I th- you're I... going to go on an island is that right is that correct <laughs> I don't, I don't know. What are you going to do? <laughs> well, I mean, I will be picking Max Holloway for this fight. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say what Ty said. I mean, if he's not fighting Volk, he's dominating any fighter in the featherweight division. So yeah. until I don't see that, then I will be picking Max Holloway until further notice. Yeah, I, I admit if I'm being honest, I I was um, at one point in time 
after a watching Arnold Allen film, kind of leaning towards uh, Arnold Allen because oh, one. Perfect. No, I that's that. Was, <laughs> Put it down. His um, he can he can he's a guy that can take some shots without falling down, and he has a savage left hook. And when he gets going on combinations, he's tough, tough, tough. But I think that you can say a lot of those same things about Max Holloway. And kind of my only serious issue with, with Max Holloway and Arnold Allen is they let too many um, fights go to decision. So then what happens if this fight goes to decision? And I think it'll be like an extreme toss up. But I'm still I still picked Arnold Allen to win. <laughs> Jordan was waiting for that one. It's like, oh, there gosh, we go. no. It's like, no, she's going to go Max Holloway. She's going to go Max Holloway. And then Arnold Allen, like, I, I just saw, like, as soon as L Laurel said Arnold, his face, like, lit up. <laughs> so we're good. Well, someone has to pick Arnold Allen. It's, I think it's going to be a super close fight. Mm. And I, if if it goes to decision, they'll probably give it to Max Holloway. So I'm looking for Arnold Allen to knock him out. Oh, okay. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just looking for it. Fair enough. Put it down, Arnold Allen. <laughs> I already had it written down. <laughs> All right, we're good. All right, I think that covers UFC Kansas City. Uh, it was a slow news week, so we didn't have a whole lot of news. So I thought we would throw out some fight announcements that have been put out there, especially over the last, I would say, from 287 up until as of this recording today, which is Wednesday night. Um, I'm trying to think of all the ones that were announced. Um, I'll say I'll say that one that was announced at UFC 2. Actually, since Jordan, you were at 287 when they made this announcement. Why don't you announce the one that had come out, unless you lived under a rock and you didn't hear about it? Yeah, I don't know what you know, you're know you talking about. I, I didn't hear mm -hmm. nothing. Nah, but uh, they did announce the uh, trilogy between uh, Amanda Nunez and Juliana Pena mm -hmm. in Canada, and uh, Someone did mention it was going to be in Canada, you know, a few weeks ago. So he's pointing at himself. Some people knew before, but uh, yeah, but they we guessed. Uh, isn't isn't that what we guessed last time? Last pod, we guessed. I said, "Oh, it'll be Nunez." Didn't I say that for two eighty nine? Oh, I maybe check the tape. Because we didn't know who the main event was going to be yet. 
Yeah, because they had taken so long to finally announce it. I was like, what? Like 289 like, was coming up really soon, and yeah. we were coming up to 287. They haven't said anything about it. And like, what's going on here? Yeah. So maybe you anyway. did. But Jordan did mention something about it possibly being in Canada. Right. They just weren't sure what city it was in, right? Yeah, which is now in Vancouver. Am I correct? Like, I'm pretty sure it's in Vancouver. Um, but yeah, yes, they it's are in going Vancouver. Back. Yeah, they are going back. Uh, people can expect, you know, Canadian fighters to be on it. Mike Malott, one of mm-hmm. them, or one of the few that will be on the card. Um, mm-hmm. Since it's a slow news week, I also mentioned some other things. Uh, fans can expect or not expect John Jones and Stipe to be in International Fight Week. That is not going to happen. That's not going to happen, you said? Yeah, it's not going to happen. I actually think that came out today, like officially. That's okay. not going to be an international fight week. Uh, oh, they will be, they will be looking to do it in the fall, hmm. either oh. in Madison Square Garden, Vegas, or might be coming back to Miami. Hmm. Uh, so <laughs> just letting you know, um. So those are the uh, options for that. Don't expect mm-hmm. International Fight Week. Also, we had Pantoja versus Brandon Moreno get announced for International mm-hmm. Fight Week. Yep. I did say, I think last episode, look for another Mexican fighter to be on International Fight Week. And I was kind of hinting towards Moreno, and that came true. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some other fights that are in the works um and you know one that i have kept in secret but i've told you guys off air that you know a certain fight might be in jeopardy for 288 yep yep um so if if jones and stipe are off is there any thought on what the main event could be because they did announce moreno versus pantoja was going to be the co-main and I know they, I don't think they had made a decision on Bulk and Rodriguez yet. So it looks, since they have not made it, an, if you look at the official uh, press release for Volk and Yair, it did not, you know, specify if it's a co-main or a main event. They just a championship fight. Mm-hmm. Right. Since they got now clarification that Jones and Stipe will not be fighting on that month, and International Fight Week, they might be looking at... These are the two options people, fans, can expect. You can either expect Volk and Yair to be the main event and then Moreno to be the co-main, and you have two championship fights, unless they add a third one. Or, Mm -hmm. which I would not be surprised if they add a third one, and it's another Mexican champion that's fighting. Or fans can expect maybe a second July pay-per-view alongside International Fight Week. And that might be the England one with Colby and Leon. Yeah. I did I did hear about that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were saying that they were thinking about putting a um gosh, what can they they were talking about there being International Fight Week, which is scheduled for 
the dates that they've mentioned. I think it was July 10th? July, July 9th, I'm sorry. I think I got that right. Um, but yeah, that they were talking about that mm-hmm. they're going to probably have a second pay-per-view in July. Um, let's see. Oh, sorry, July 8th is when International Fight Week is. Um, yeah, and so far they... Um... Oh, yes, that'll be interesting because... Because you've got... I don't know, what could... So, with, with that being said, do you think that they could put Grasso and Shevchenko on that card and then just bump up Yair versus Volk as the main event for 290? Yeah, so that's what I was kind of alluding to, that that mm-hmm. other Mexican champion would be Alexa Grasso. Um, so, I would expect if they were to add another champion fight, that would be it. Um, mm-hmm. If they were to add... That I, you can expect, like if if they if they do announce, which I would expect another Dana White special announcement type YouTube video to come out mm-hmm. within the next few weeks. Um, if fans hear that there will be a second pay per view in July, you can already that that's the word that Colby and Leon will be fighting in England. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't hear that, that'd be very interesting because that can maybe put. Colby and Leon as the main event for International Fight Week, but I don't think they want to do that. Um, mm-hmm. They would rather have Volk and Yair be the main event, if anything. Right. So that's what we're looking at. All right. Laurel, you want to announce something as well? <clears throat> well, I'm sure that everybody's seen that uh, Jake Paul is going to fight Nate Diaz in a boxing uh, and about. Mm-hmm. And I have concerns. <laughs> I mean, I think at one point in time we could all giggle and smile about Jake Paul, but he's turning into a legit fighter. And I just don't want to see Nate Diaz get his face boxed in. I'm actually confused on why he took the bout. If his, if fighting isn't, you know, it's not his heart anymore is not in, in fighting, then it's curious to me why he's taking a boxing match. Well, I know the money, but dude, have some pride. (laughs) Like Jake Paul. (laughs) All right. The guy, the guys look like they're passing dollar bills to hookers. Mm -hmm. If you can see it well in all honesty i also think the reason why they booked this is to better promote uh nate diaz's um fighting promotion because i think they said that this was going to be like the first boxing match in which both jake paul's promotion and nate diaz's promotion were going to like work together oh so they're going to battle it out something like that yeah yep don't don't like this matchup well, I mean, Nate, Nate Diaz has been, um, like, he's listed, I think, as a boxer. And so I think. I get it. I get so it. I could, I could see why they did it. But, I mean, any, I always think of any Jake Paul fight, honestly, to be kind of a little bit of a joke. But, I mean, have if you what you said him? is true. Yeah, I've watched him. 
I had to I had to sit my I had to sit watching through their the first Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley fight. That yeah. one was, and then of course I've seen like him knocking out Ben. But see the thing is like, does he does he really not did he really knock out Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley or did they just take the punch and just fall flat on their faces? Conspiracy theorist tie. Yeah, no kidding. Ty still doesn't believe that Jake Paul is is an athlete. <laughs> well, I mean, he could be, but it just seems like him the fighting these retired fighters. Have you, have you seen him? He's stacked. <laughs> well, in all honesty, I don't take YouTube stars seriously, so <laughs> it is what it is. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe if I go back and watch the fights, I can see something, but it just seems like because if you think that kind of punch really wouldn't knock out Tyron Woodley, but he fell flat on the face on his face, like that just it it seems odd to me. Um, I mean, I could see why the fight makes sense between him and Diaz as one a money grab and two for the promotions to get together, but I don't know. I would like to see. It, like there's only so much like if he really is this boxer that is really good Jake Paul I would like to see Nate Diaz like win this one just to prove that Jake Paul is human and not just I don't even want to say paying off but like uh, having these fighters get so much money that he's fighting just to take a knockout or to accept a loss if that makes any sense can we can we all can we agree or do you disagree that nate diaz is too proud to lose by anything else other than a fair fight oh yeah i agree with that but there's no way he's gonna throw it right there's no there's no way he would throw it if if he throws it i will be completely completely just disappointed and just in shock right i I think diaz nate is too prideful to throw a fight yeah that won't happen it won't happen um and i think the fight you i think the fight's being contested at 185 too yeah. Which kind of, I mean, doesn't really worry me a whole lot because Nate has fought at 170. He's fought at 155, but I've never really seen him as a middleweight in traditional mixed martial artist. I mean, I know his brothers fought at 185 twice, but I just don't. It'll be interesting to see how he does at 185. Right. Yeah, I don't. I'll I, say. I, uh, just real quick, all I'll say about this is if, if Jake Paul was a real boxer, he would have beaten Tommy Fury. So I'm not really, you know, into the mm. big Jake Paul thing, him fighting mm. tired fighters, just not into right. it. I mean, I'll watch because Nate Diaz, but yeah, he had, you know, that one chance to prove to me he was actually a legit boxer and just, just as, as that, 
if you can't i'm not tommy fairy's not bad but mm-hmm. you know he was touting himself as like he was a really good one so yeah you can't beat him don't know what to say yeah um just see, checking to see if there's anything else new that popped up but i don't see anything else um i think all the fight announcements have been oh there was one fight announcement i think that was announced a couple days ago i think it was after jordan i th- think it was yeah i think it was after we were done recording but and i had to look and see what i th- want to say it's like for 289 but let me just clarify real quick but the fight is supposed to the fight is going to be between oh sorry i just lost it there um okay here we go oh so for june 24th um, I'm not sure where that's going to be yet, but Jackson. it's supposed to be Jacksonville. That's right. I think so. I think we did mention this, but we are going to have Amanda Ebus versus Macy Barber. Yep. You can also expect uh, more fights to be from that card to come out soon. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I got nothing else. I've got nothing else. Same. All right, then in that case, I think we can end this podcast for this week. So awesome show. Um, gotta come up with a new outro. So for those who didn't see Twitter, um, for the time being, we are suspending forum questions. Just we're, we're just gonna try something new this time around. So instead of me saying if you have questions, comments, all that, we're gonna skip that part completely. Um <clears throat> Trying to think how we with this. If you want to chat, let's say this, if you want to chat fights, if you have any interview requests on on fighters or analysts that cover fights, or you just want to give us any suggestions, since we're not taking questions at this time, you can reach our podcast page at FKTC Pod, or you can reach us individually by reaching either Laurel at Rain Basin. Jordan at J22 Lopez with two Z's. Then me, Ty at TyFlyGuy15. But in the meantime, protect your faces from Laurel's kicks, protect your necks from my throat cuddles, watch out for Jordan's flying knees. And what is our number one golden rule? Never leave the decision in the hands of the judges. Mm-mm. Um, I was gonna try something try to tie something in with uh game bread. We hope. Jorge Masvidal has a solid retirement. He does well as the retired Game Bread fan here. And we will see you all next week. I think the next fight card is Rosenstruck versus Almeida, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait. No. Hold on. Let me double check. I don't. Hmm, actually, I need to look because I'm not 100% positive in that. So bear with me for just three seconds. 1, oh, no, oh, it's, no. It's, it's Sergey Pav- Pavlovich versus Curtis Blades. Yep, yep, yep. I, yep, forgot, yep. I forgot the Rosenstruck fight is in Charlotte next month. Yep. So we will see you next week for Pavlovich versus Curtis Blades.
Bye. Retirement game bread.